What's going on, beautiful people? The Black Hokage, aka TVH, and to be honest, I'd like to welcome you guys back to my show, Hokage Thoughts, the show where ain't no host, but we do think out loud here on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever you choose to listen to this show. And today, in which I'm recording this episode, is September 12th, 2020, and it's been a couple weeks since the previous episode, so it's time for that fitness update because y'all keep coming in my goddamn Twitch chat at twitch.tv slash the Black Hokage. I live stream almost every day, by the way. Um, y'all keep coming to my Twitch streams asking me, oh, what's going with the well, how's, 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 how's it going, bro? How's the diet going? How's the diet? For, so for those of you unaware, I've been on the carnivore diet uh, for about a month and a half or something like that now. Um, I was put onto it by the homie Ace. He runs a fitness gaming related podcast called Gamer Flex Podcast. I repeat, it's called Gamer Flex Podcast. It is available on all streaming platforms, Apple, Spotify, you know, YouTube, all that stuff. Um, so check it out. He put me onto the carnivore diet. So I applied that plus my knowledge of working out, um, to get myself back. Right. So we can, you know, cause I'm trying to come a hot boy again. We're trying to get into the, you know, a bunch of different stuff, but you gotta be a hot boy. Uh, anyways, uh, so since the last podcast, uh, I think the last podcast I was down like 19 pounds. Uh, as of today, I weighed myself this morning. I have not actually weighed myself since, um, fun fact, I haven't weighed myself since the last podcast. I actually took my scale out of the bathroom and I tucked it under my bed because I just got kind of tired of like tempting to weigh myself and then like get all upset and overthink it because you're going to have like good and bad days and stuff like that. Uh, so I, 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 I pretty much only going to check it maybe for like the podcast or some shit like that, because like, regardless of what the scale says, I know that I'm losing weight because like my waist looks thinner every fucking day. And also like the scale, and this is just like a piece of advice for people who are trying to get into shape or whatever. Um, especially if you start weightlifting, like me, I like, I already had like a lot of muscle on my upper, upper body. Uh, so I'm very dense. Uh, so like uh, I'm going to weigh a lot regardless. Like, so I can't get too caught up in the scale. Anyways, uh, since last podcast, we were down 19 pounds as of today, this morning, uh, I was down 26 pounds. So we are officially four pounds away from my goal of losing 30 pounds. Um, so damn, we've almost lost 30 pounds in, uh, like only like a month and a half. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'll hit that by the end of the month easily. Uh, of September. So yeah, we're four away from my goal, but honestly, honestly, I'm not satisfied. So I'm going to shoot for 40, maybe 50 pounds, maybe like 45. I think that's a good spot for me. Um, another maybe 15. Uh, if you want to link to the diet that I'm on, it's called the carnivore diet. It's in my FAQ in the description box below. If you're watching the video version of the podcast at youtube.com slash black, the black Okage. Um, also before we get into the show, don't forget to, Oh, I almost forgot to say this too. Um, regarding the fitness stuff, I actually started doing live streams on Twitch. I'm doing um, not every day, but almost every day. I'm doing three days, three streams a day. Like I game in the morning, then I take like a couple, like an hour or two off to take a break, get something to eat. And then I've been, I've been streaming my workouts uh, and people like really been uh, enjoying those. So I've been streaming my workouts for like the past week uh, to A, hold myself accountable, but B, like it seems to like really inspire other people. People were like, yo, like I was, I'm let me get up off my ass and all this is is motivating other people to get right. Um, so yeah, I've been live streaming the workouts so that people can see what I've been doing. Cause um, I, I would like to think that I am very knowledgeable when it comes to fitness. I've been an athlete the majority of my life. It's just, you know, everybody's human. Everybody falls off the bike, but we back on it. It's hot boy season. Um, so anyways, uh, yeah, 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 before we get into the show, be sure to rate this show five stars on Apple Podcasts. For those of you unaware, it helps move my show up the algorithm, which helps bring in new listeners. And you know I'm all about that growth. 
Uh, if you want to financially support the show, you can send, you can donate whatever amount you see fit. It can be one dollar, two dollars, three, four, five hundred dollars. It don't matter. You can donate whatever you see fit to my Cash App. My Cash App is dollar sign the Black Hokage 08. If you're actually watching the video version, there will be a banner right here where I am pointing. That is my Cash App. Dollar sign the Black Hokage 08. Send a donation to the kid to keep me motivated. Uh, keep me put producing this content. You guys say you fuck with it. Prove it. Uh, anyways, before we get into the show, a couple of quick updates. I actually found this one this morning. I wanted to share this with you guys because y'all really seem to like the one I share dope stuff. Uh, let me see. Let's the article. So this trailer just dropped. Uh, la, 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 la. I found this on IGN. It's a CBS documentary coming up um, about Sega and Nintendo. So for all the young folks, uh, when I was young, uh, the for those of you who don't know the origin of the console war, because console wars wasn't always a thing. Console wars actually started during the Super NES and the Sega Genesis like era. That's when it really started. Um, and this is going to be a documentary based on basically the origins of the console war. See, when I was a kid, Sega used to make consoles and games. Nowadays, they just make games. Uh, their last console was the Sega Dreamcast. Um, and like this trailer was actually really good. It got me really interested in not just because I'm the gamer in me It just was like a good documentary period like all like there's like a couple like wild stories in the trailer like um, If you if you can't see the video version the name of the trailer search on YouTube console wars documentary official trailer CBS all access Sega and Nintendo it's on the IGN page um, and this shit looked really dope just to see the things that they were doing uh to each other to try to one-up one other and it, it's also really cool to watch too because it always goes back to like how important competition is um just seeing how like there was one moment in the trailer where dude was like we had a meeting in the boardroom and we was like we were not gonna lose the fucking sega so it's like just just hearing stuff like that it kind of keeps me motivated uh competition is important uh, so NBA Live, we need you to come back and we need you to come back when you do come back for next gen because they have confirmed they're working on a next gen version. When you do come back, I need you to come swinging out the fences, bro, because 2K needs some fucking competition, bro. Um, but yeah, if you're looking for a good documentary to watch, look for this trailer. This one's coming soon. Uh, that one, that that actual documentary is not out, but I forgot to put this on my notes. Uh, but there's a documentary I watched the other day. It was like two hours long. It's really good. It's on YouTube. Uh, okay, and um, I'm pulling it up right now if you're watching the video version. This one's called Amazon Empire, The Rise and Reign of Jeff Bezos. Uh, this is the full documentary available on YouTube. It has over 5 million views right now. Um, this one came back in February, but I just caught this one. It's by Frontline PBS. Uh, this one was fire. If you want to see how powerful uh, Amazon is and kind of how they started off and how they got today, like the working conditions, uh, how Jeff Bezos is influencing politics and stuff like that. Uh, I know this is not gaming related, but like for people who just like a good documentary, we just want to learn a lot about business and stuff. This one was really good. And this one is juicy. It's almost two hours long. It's an hour and 53 minutes. I sat there. I was like, I, was, I pulled this shit up because it got suggested to me on um, YouTube. I was like, I'm gonna watch like 20, 30 minutes while I'm like playing 2K. And I ended up sitting there watching the whole thing. I was like, yo, this shit was fire. Uh, there's a couple more front. Like fr I, I, I was unaware of this, but PBS's uh, channel, YouTube channel on pbs's youtube channel they produce high quality content this shit is fire 
I might have to watch this one, The Rise of Nintendo. I mean, I kind of know their story, but I still want to. Never hurts to learn and reinforce new things. Um, so yeah, those are a couple documentaries that are worth checking out, in my opinion. Um, couple shout-outs I got before we get into the show. First shout-out I want to give out to is the U.S. Army Esports uh, official uh, Twitch page. I think we talked about this on the GI channel a little bit, but I fuck it, I'm gonna put it on the on the solo podcast as well. Um, so the 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 U.S. Army created an official. Um, uh esports account on twitch and they're live streaming and like random soldiers would be like streaming on there like call of duty and world of warcraft and shit and like i want to shout them out not because i support this behavior because i think it's scummy and it's a stupid way if people want to enlist in the military let them let it be a choice but quit shoving this garbage down people's throats i support the troops but i don't support this bullshit um that being said I fucking love this Twitch channel, and I'm gonna tell you why. It has nothing to do with the army, bro. It has nothing to do with you weird-ass niggas in your Camaros. It has everything to do with the fact that I am a fucking troll. Uh, if you want a good laugh, just pull up, just go on Twitch and search US Army Esports page and follow it, and next time they go live, if you wanna see a white man turn every color of the rainbow, just watch the US Esports channel. U.S. Army Esports channel on Twitch. What what makes this this channel so worth watching has nothing to do with the army or the content itself. The streams are fucking boring. It's just some random white dude with a shitty buzz cut. Uh, <laughs> looking like a fucking jarhead uh, playing World of Warcraft, bro. And but what makes it so funny though is not the content; it's the chat. The chat is on this nigga's ass bro and this shit is so funny bro to the point where like i almost feel bad i almost feel bad but i'm a troll so i don't uh it's like you guys did this to yourselves bro let people enlist if they want to but like he sits there and they, they just play games he's he's in full uniform and niggas just be asking about war crimes they be asking about vietnam villages they get bombed and like yo this shit is fucking yo like i said if you want to see a white man turn every color of the rainbow because like it's one of those things because he's in the military obviously he has to remain professional but it's so visibly obvious that he's upset and hurt and it's fucking funny as shit bro and it's like dog like, what did you expect? Like, this is a gaming platform. Didn't nobody want to see that shit. So shout out to the U.S. Army esports team on Twitch. And also shout out. I just found out about this one today. This one even more random. Shout out to Chuck E. Cheese on Twitch. If you want another good laugh, follow the official Chuck E. Cheese page on Twitch. I just found this shit today because I was on Twitch watching some streams. And this channel was recommended to me on the left-hand side when they do cha or channel recommendations. The Chuck E. Cheese channel is so fucking funny. They got a grown-ass nigga in a rat suit. Fucking, I'm pulling it up right now. If you're not watching the video version, please pull the video version up right now. YouTube.com slash The Black Hokage. Please go watch it. They got a grown-ass nigga in a fucking rat suit playing video games. And this nigga is just making weird... I making weird ass cheese chomping faces and noises and shit and taking it it looks like this nigga's beating off in a rat suit when he starts laughing <laughs> this shit is so fucking funny and i was saying on twitter i was like yo the only thing that would make this shit even funnier if anybody from chuck e cheese sees this shit because like i mean jokes aside they're streaming for a good cause they're streaming for the boys and girls club of america they're doing like a charity stream or whatever that's cool whatever uh but like what would make this shit even just more off the chain is please give whoever's wearing the chuck e cheese outfit please give them a rainbow wig 
give him a rainbow wig because he's a rat okay and there's another rat running around running his fucking mouth that nobody likes whose album flopped by the way recently he's talking a lot of shit to all these other rappers and his album fucking flopped uh but anyways <laughs> please give this nigga a rainbow wig and let him play fall guys on twitch this shit is funny this nigga this nigga thanks people for donations by writing it on a board sign and he's like ah, 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 yo. I don't know it's just funny to me the the, the inner troll and like child in me is it, i'm childish i apologize what is this podcast even about this shit is awful rated five stars uh <laughs> okay uh last but not least a uh, couple things um in terms of content the only new music i've been listening to is i listened to big sean's project it's all right it's a couple songs on there check it out it's available on spotify uh, apple his new album is called detroit 2 uh other than that i've been kind of been listening to my old cool old, ugh, I can't talk. My old school playlist. Uh, it's funny too because when I was streaming yesterday, when I was working out, somebody was like, "Yo, this dude really has an old soul." Because I I got the old school barbecue playlist going while I work out. I don't give a fuck. I be listening to Mary J. Blige. Sorry, I had to get a swig of that water. Fucking Marvin Gaye. Shit. Fucking. Um, is it Sheila? I'm not saying that's Marvin Gaye, but you know, I, I be, that's what I be listening to. I be listening to all the old school shit because um, it's. Um, it's positive energy and it always like kind of motivates me and shifts my mood like i said i believe in vibrations and if you all you listen to is uh drill rap there's no way you can convince me there's anything positive going on in your life you operate on a very low vibration and i'm personally not interested in that in my person my, at, at this point in my life um uh so yeah i'm listening to i listened to big Tron, big shine's detroit too it was all right um and then last but not least just a quick tip because everybody wants advice on fucking being a content creator this is something i recently found out that i wish i would have took more advantage of um so youtube implemented in 2019 uh stories like instagram stories or snapchat stories um and i started posting on there just to kind of see what it does and like i've been picking up subs like new subs not a whole lot but like if you have the option to post on instagram stories uh not instagram but youtube stories you should uh, because it, the YouTube algorithm promotes, I noticed the YouTube algorithm is promoting it to new people who are subbing to me solely based, never even seen a video solely based off the YouTube stories that I'm posting. And all I do is post like behind the scenes stuff there, or like promoting my TikTok or whatever, but it gets mad views. And I mean, if you open up the YouTube app, you'll notice, and that's why I started posting on there. You'll notice that, um, YouTube stories are at the very top, not even like your sub box, YouTube stories are there and it's being promoted to everybody. So if you want to, if you have access to it, cause not everybody has access to it. This is more of an, uh, I don't want to say an advanced feature more of an intermediate tip because i think you need at least 10,000 subscribers to even have access to the youtube stories so if you're if you're an established brand a little bit but you're still small and growing uh definitely i would say implement youtube stories into your playbook because it seems like they're really pushing it all right before we get into the meat and potatoes of the podcast just know that there was a lot of gaming news since the last podcast but i'm not gonna be talking about it because we have a i have to do the gi podcast next weekend so i want to save that news for that conversation with the boys so we can have more in-depth conversations it's not like a shit ton of news going on right now although we're still waiting for that price on the on the uh on the uh the ps5 we still haven't gotten in in, in which time I'm, re- I'm recording this there's supposed to be a sony event on wednesday so hopefully they reveal the price this Wednesday. Uh, we do know pre-orders for the Xbox One X is available September 22nd. So mark your calendar if you care about the next-gen Xbox. I wasn't going to get it day one. I plan to get it eventually. But now I'm going to get it day one. I'm going to try to at least. Because the PS5 is going to be really hard to... Um... Let's talk about this real quick before we even get to the fucking show. The 2K community is fucking dumb as shit, bro. 
every time I stream 2K, niggas be keep coming in there talking about, yo, you, I'm getting, I'm waiting for the PS5, I'm waiting for the PS5 version, I'm not buying current gen, and like, I understand that, like, you want to play the next gen version, because for those of you unaware, next gen version of 2K will be completely different from the current gen, it's going to be running on a completely different engine with different physics, graphics, game modes, like, it's going to be a completely different, re like, a revamped game, if, you, if you've been around for a long time, you'll remember, they did the same thing for NBA 2K14, there was a PS4 version and a PS3 version, and they were two completely different games, that being said, um, like the 2k community just keeps coming in my twitch chat it'd be like last night we had 1500 people in there watching me while i was playing pro-am uh on 2k and just people kept talking about they're so excited for the the ps5 version and i'm like you know i understand it it's next gen it's an exciting time to be a gamer if you're not broke at least uh <laughs> it's an exciting time to be a gamer but it's like i guess that article that came out like if you have not heard this i'm letting you know sony has already confirmed they are only shipping 10 million units across the globe okay it's going to be a very limited launch and this is due to COVID. it's not because they're trying to limit the ps5 release COVID has fucked up the supply chain and uh for, for the ps5 um so it's like uh, a lot of people in the 2k community i guess they missed that news that it's going to be a, and like understand that like 10 million may sound like a lot but it's not that's 10 million divided by it has the fact that it has to go there some ps5s have to be allocated to japan and Sony, by the way, is a Japanese brand, so a lot of them probably are going to be allocated to Japan. Um, there has some have to be allocated to Canada, Mexico, the UK, and the US. Those are like the big five markets. Uh, and that's only 10 million. There are 300 million people in America alone. Uh, so <laughs> I don't know why everybody's so confident about getting a PS5. And the reason why I'm telling people not to get their hopes up because it's going to be hard to get one day one. And then on top of that, because the supply chains and being able to actually create the PS5 is so fucked up due to COVID, we don't know when that second wave of PS5 is going to come out. We don't know if it's going to be two weeks, a month, six months. And my gut tells me it's going to be a while because they're only launching with 10 million. That's not a lot, bro. That's not a lot. So my original plan was hoping and praying that I would get my hands on a PS5, but I really, really want to play the next gen version of 2K just to A, see what's the difference, but B, also to capitalize on the views. It's an investment con so like from a, con this is from, I'm speaking from a content creator perspective right now. Um, I want to, I want to be there day one to get those next gen views, uh, and as well as other games. Uh, so as much as I clown the Xbox, I'm probably going to have to invest in one because I feel more confident in getting an Xbox than a PlayStation 5. I'm still going to try to get the 5, but I'm feeling more confident in getting the Xbox Series X because Microsoft hasn't said anything about a limited release or anything like that. So, uh, it's probably going to be a little bit easier. If you don't care about which plat, if you're, if you mostly play multi-platform games and you're, and you're eyeing the next gen console, uh, like you want to play next gen 2K or something, the Xbox might be the better option. And then getting a PS5 somewhere down the road, maybe like a year from now or something like that. Um, so just putting that out in the air, just putting that, I've been talking about that on stream, but I wanted to put it on podcast. Cause I know not everybody who, uh, listens to the podcast or watches my YouTube videos actually comes through to the Twitch stream, which is funny too, because people love to tell me how funny or good my YouTube videos are. And then most of them are just Twitch highlights. Uh, <laughs> I don't use that shit, bro. I'm not downloading that app. Niggas is ignorant, bro. Ignorant, whatever. Got a force feed niggas. Um, so yeah. With that into the air, just know that next week there will be a GI podcast. That's the other podcast I do with some friends, Gaming Illuminati, where we go more in depth with industry stuff. Uh, so I wanted to save the news to talk about that stuff, like the Ubisoft 4 stuff and stuff like that, uh, as well as the Sony press conference upcoming. 
Uh, so instead, I decided to take a bunch of questions from you guys. Uh, there was actually a lot of good questions asked this time. So I took this is going to be a this is going to be a question heavy uh, episode. I took a lot of questions from you guys. It's been a while since I've done a question heavy episode anyway. Uh, but before we get into that, I want to talk about Samurai Jack Battle Through Time. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and talk about that. We're going to review it. So since the last podcast, I beat a game called Samurai Jack Battle Through Time. It is a game published by Adult Swim uh, Games. Uh, I'm pretty sure you guys are familiar with Samurai Jack. We all grew up with it in the early 2000s. Then it came back in 2017 with the final season uh, to conclude. Um, and this game is based off the show. So what are my thoughts after completing the game? If you want the quick version, the condensed notes version, I like it and it's worth buying. And I'm solely saying that for the simple fact that the game is only $40. Now let's say now why. Uh, let's talk positives and negatives. I have one, two, three, four, five, six positives and three negatives. Um, first and foremost, the game is gorgeous. Uh, some people might disagree with me. Some people, I've seen some people say that it looks like a mobile game, but I kind of feel like that's the charm of the game. Uh, it has very simple design. The world is very simple, bright and colorful. Um, the geometry of the world. I like, sometimes people got to understand that less is more. Uh, it doesn't have like crazy textures in it, but just like the color scheme of the world uh, and, and how they animated everything. I thought the game looked really world, uh, really good. So that's my first positive. Um, my second positive is this game is straight up fan service. Uh, if you've never if you're wondering, should I play this game? Uh, if I've never played Samurai Jack, if I've never watched Samurai Jack, uh, probably not because you're not going to get the references and we'll get into that in the negative sides. You're not going to really get everything that's going on in the story. Um, this game is more of a fan service. Uh, so it's just going to throw you in the deep end. Like, uh, but that, that's a positive. That's a fan service. So like there's reoccurring characters like the Irish dude, the monkey men and shit like that. And the Koo's daughter and all that stuff. Um, so like if you're, if you're a big fan of the show, it's going to highlight a lot of some of the best moments of the show when you get to play through them, but like kind of like a remixed version. Uh, and, and that kind of gets me into my negative, right? So this is fan service and some people might like that, but me personally on the same time, I, I felt like they could have did more. Um, my negative is the story is lazy. Um, the fan service, it's, it's weird. It's a positive and a negative, right? I, I don't know how to, feel, how to explain this. It's cool because on one hand you get to revisit like reoccurring moments and i guess it's not as uh it's not as uh drawn out as like dragon ball they keep repeating the same stories in dragon ball but this is like the first time reoccurring some of the story but i still feel kind of like it was lazy at the same time uh because uh basically to spoil it without spoiling it jack is about to fuck up a coup and then a coup is like haha psych and he sends him back in time and he makes Jack relive all like the great moments from the show. So it's like, it technically is an original story, but it, oh, it's actually just like Dragon Ball Xenoverse. Actually, when you think about it, Dragon Ball Xenoverse was technically an original story, but it was basically just in a reimagining of the original story. Like someone kind of slightly fucked up the timeline, but it's all just an excuse for you to go back and relive the original Dragon Ball timeline. That's basically what Jack is. And like, if you're a super fan, you're going to love the fan service. But then also, I didn't like the fact that they didn't do more. Maybe they could have did like 50 50. That's what I'm trying to say. They could have met me in the middle. Like there could have been fans fan service, but it also could have been it could have pivoted and become an original thing. And like 
all it is is Jack going through and living like living through his best moments just to come out of that fucking time warp and fuck up a coup and that was a little bit disappointing a little bit disappointing uh the next positive the combat the combat is cool it's simple it's fun it's clean uh it reminds me of like the gamecube ps2 era like the action adventure games from that era um don't expect like nothing like super 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 deep but it's a fun beat em up hack and slash game um and like the next positive would actually be the skill tree that I think that's what would keep you engaged. There's a lot of different abilities, um, like in the combat, you can parry. And when you parry people, if you perfectly time it, it'll do like a, a counter attack, which damages them. Um, there's a bunch of there's a combo system. It's not as deep as something like Devil May Cry or or Bayonetta, but there's a combo system there that you have to manage. Um, bunch of different items and abilities there's a bunch oh jack gets a gun uh bow and arrow so there's a bunch of projectile weapons and stuff like that the combat is interesting enough they don't expect to be mind blown but it, it it felt like a ps2 gamecube era type action adventure game and i'm okay with that especially at 40 dollars. it's not something that's reinventing the wheel but what it what, what it does do is it's a very polished wheel i'll say that much a very polished wheel uh my next negative is uh, there is parrying in the game, but I feel like the parrying system could have been a little, been a little bit more responsive. Uh, it, it felt like luck half the time. I would try to parry people and like it just wouldn't work. So be aware that your timing is going to have to be absolutely like amazing because this game, by the way, is I didn't put this on the positive or the negatives, but just to let you know, this game is hard as shit. Um, it's not bad like the first half of the game, but the second half of the game Woo! this shit there's a difficulty spike boy and it turns up like there's there's one boss fight where you have to fight all seven of fucking Aku's daughters oh my god bro Woo! like you just had seven bad bitches just running after you and shit and just doing all types of attacks and then there was one standing on top of a mountain if you got too close to her she would throw projectiles at you it was a rough fight it took me about it took me about five six tries to do that shit um and then then and then in the final final hour of the game there's a trial by fire where you have to fight a bunch of like mini bosses before you can get to the final fight with a coup so just be aware this game is hard uh <laughs> uh I, I was definitely pulling out my hair at one point um but that being said uh did i say the skill tree oh no, no i was talking about the negatives uh the next positive is i talked about the skill tree the voice acting voice acting is on point has all the original voice actors from the show not much to say there but great performances i always love a game with good uh, voice acting um my last negative my third and last negative is there's my positive is there is a big ass skill tree in this where you can learn a lot of different abilities and combos and stuff like that but my negative for that is it felt like the game was stingy with skill points whenever you would like kill enemies and stuff you would collect points but then also you would have to collect you'd have to have the skill points plus like specific like items in order to upgrade the ability so by the time i got to the end of the game i feel like i i only touched like half the skill tree and that's very unrare that's very rare for me because i'm like i'm an rpg dude um y'all know you see me play assassin's creed i had over 200 parts on that shit i'm the type where i like to fill out the entire skill tree and it i feel like the game was unnecessarily difficult to do that um especially considering the fact that this is a short game it's like 10 hours uh depending on your skin skill level it'll probably take you like 8 to 12 hours to beat um it took me 10 so that's why i say it'll probably take depending on your skill level probably between 8 and 12 uh, but it felt like they were stingy with the skill points. I, I would have been able, I would, it would have been nice to have been able to fill out more of the skill tree. Uh, and last but not least, my positive, uh, my last one is the game has cool boss fights. <clears throat> it has some cool ass boss fights, big ass ones, small ass ones. 
uh that like they have like bigger ones where like they 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 have like big ass aoe's and they have like smaller boss fights where dude is like super fast and it really tests your ability to parry and stuff like that so i felt like there was a good variety of enemy types there um and the platforming was really fun um beautiful world combat skill tree all overall even though there was a crazy difficulty spike and i almost pulled out my hair at the end let me drink let me get some of this water at the end of the day i still did have fun i don't let my frustration cloud my judgment uh, i still had fun and at 40 dollars, i have no problem recommending this game um adult swim's got a heater on them that's and it's crazy too because i guess i've been sleep on adult swim games people have been telling me that this shit is fire uh but i don't know uh adult swim make some more games make some more games make a boondocks game Although they're going to HBO now, they're going to HBO. An anime Boondocks game that that shit would be fire. Where the final fight is against Stink Meaner. That shit. What did you say, nigga? That shit would be fire, and you would have to hit that old head with all types of combos and shit. And then the old head would pull out a slasher in the park and dunk on your ass, and then you get embarrassed, and then you got you got pull up. What? Let me stop. <laughs> Y'all gotta pay me for these ideas. Y'all gotta pay me for these ideas. So, that's my thoughts on Samurai Jack Battle Through Time. Uh, it's available on all platforms. Let me see. Samurai Jack Battle Through Time. I believe so. Uh, yeah, it's available on PC, Xbox, PlayStation, all that shit. I don't know if it's on Switch. Is it on Switch? I don't think so. Uh, oh, it is. It is on Switch. Yeah, it's literally on everything. It's even on Mac. So it's available on Switch, PS4, Xbox, PC, and Mac. Um, shout out to the game. It was dope. It was dope. All right. Now, with that review out of the way, I got a few questions that are gaming related and then some ones that are like life related. And then we're going to wrap it up. So the first gaming request. And by the way, if you want to ask me a question, bitch. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. Uh, make sure to follow me on Twitter at Mr. Underscore I Keep It Real. Matter of fact, you know what I'm gonna start doing? Uh, while we're, I'm gonna, uh, here. Um, while we're, if you're watching the video version, follow me on Twitter. This is my Twitter right here. Cause um, Mr. Underscore I Keep It Real. Follow me on Twitter. Uh, that's how you keep up with all the latest things today. You see, I tweeted about Chuck E. Cheese and shit. I said, I literally just found this shit this morning. I thought it was funny. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, follow me on Twitter. Uh, every time I'm about to tweet, I actually can pull it up right here. So this is September 11th. This is now September 12th. Uh, every time I'm about to record an episode, I put out a tweet letting people know I'm recording. And then you can ask questions and all the all the questions will be archived and like in this thread. And I pull from like this stuff right here. So make sure to follow me on Twitter so you know when I'm about to ask questions. People always ask, how do I fucking get my question in? next podcast and all this other shit follow me on twitter follow me on twitter follow me on twitter at mr underscore i keep it real and the first question it comes from um these are gaming related questions by the way uh it comes from a deal and he said how does the future of apex legends look to you i feel like the game is good but often falls short of being great and sometimes stands in its own way with bugs lackluster events skins and a mediocre season uh, i'm actually there with you as much as i love apex legends you know we've been we've been on that shit for the last year heavy it's been kind of dry um so season zero i was like i thought season zero of apex was cool um season one came and i dropped the game because that season pass was that battle pass was ass and but then season two came out and that shit was whew, flames they fixed a lot of problems with the game and then season three rode the wave of season two and it continued to improve and i really enjoyed season three as well and then season four came and it was just kind of like eh, it was all right 
it was riding the wave but it didn't really innovate or try anything new like season two and three did um and now we're in season five and i do like some people may disagree with me but i do like the meta changes to the shield now for if you haven't played apex legends recently so what they did is now every person drops into the game with a white evo shield uh and if it's been a while you don't even know what an evo shield is they used to be drops uh evo shields are basically do a certain amount of damage and it'll level up over time and it can become a red armor which is the highest level armor so now everybody drops in with the with the white evo shield so there's no excuse everybody has a shield now so i do like that and if you get and it encourages more early fights so then you could end up with a purple or a red armor by the end of the game very easily so i do like that change but um i agree with you uh the launch of season five was full of bugs people were saying it's crashing um they're having trouble getting into games and stuff like that. I also noticed duos is dead. I love duos, but duos is kind of dead. Um, and it sucks to see too, because on one hand, like I feel you, like it's disappointing. But on the other hand, I kind of want to give the game devs a benefit of the doubt. COVID's going on. And like what we're going through right now, like we haven't seen in our own lifetime. Like, I don't think people understand like this pandemic. We've had things like SARS and like Ebola and stuff like that. But that was a little bit on a smaller scale with a swine flu. It was kind of like in a certain region of the world or um, in a certain like pocket or whatever. But this pandemic of COVID has touched every corner of Earth. And like this is something different that we at least i haven't seen in my 30 years on earth uh it, this is something different uh the closest thing that like i can think of that this is like COVID is like the last time this happened was probably like the spanish flu like back in like what 1918 or some shit, whenever that happened like this is like a real pandemic that's affecting everybody and this is the first time game developers are having to work from home and just trying to think about like and then on top of that they have to work but you don't even know what people are going through um and they're in their home life some of their family members might be sick and then they have to sit there at the computer and you have to it's different when you're game developing in the same building but now everybody's at their own computer at home and you have to send these large files to one another to collab and stuff like that so it's like i haven't ragged on it too hard and honestly any game just because like it's it's a little bit different right now it's not really fair to judge this on the same way as if the world was normal um and also i really haven't had any problems with bugs but that being said they still exist i've seen people crashing a lot it's just had i've been lucky enough that it hasn't happened to me i know how that goes i'm still gonna give people a, i'm not gonna dismiss what people say because it's real um in terms of lackluster events skins that's yeah i agree season four was lackluster to me too um because like there was uh there was like two events maybe one the entire fucking season four and it's like where's the skins where's the events like where's the things that keep me interested and season five is disappointing as much as i like the meta changes season five is also disappointing because they said didn't they say that crossplay was coming out this september that would revitalize the game if everybody could play with one another like you could say what you want about call of duty i mean i've had my fucking spats with them in the past fucking call of duty would be cross gen apex hasn't even gotten cross play I, I repeat that shit gonna be cross gen nigga that shit hit different when everybody can play with everybody do you understand what i'm saying that shit ps4 people can play with ps5 people xbox series x people can play with ps4 people they said everybody i said yo that's that's kind of lit and that shit gonna be lit too because i'm gonna be in the lobby with my ps5 or my xbox series x and i'm gonna see them symbols i'm like damn bro you playing the PS4 version? You poor. 
if you don't got the PC version, the Xbox Series X or the PS5's version, if 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 they because I, I don't know, seeing is believing for me. At least that's why I read somewhere that it was gonna be cross-gen. Seeing is believing for me. Uh if this cross-gen shit is really real, niggas is getting roasted. God damn, you still playing on the Xbox One version, bro? You might as well get the Ouya version, broke boy uh so yeah uh i think they could do more events and skins and like that has more to do with planning like they didn't have nothing planned for events and stuff like that so <clears throat> i still love in conclusion i still love apex legends i still love the game but i'm not gonna lie i have not i mean if you come through the streams at twitch.tv slash the black okage you see i have not been playing it as much and i think it has a lot to do with the lack of events and skins it feels like we're not working towards anything the battle pass has been black lackluster lackluster and uh ea respawn they need to get it together um we're gonna see we're gonna see uh let me get a swig of this water then we're gonna move to the next game in question and it comes from um the next question comes from call me cart i think that's how you spell your name k-h-a-r-t cart call me cart he says, what are your thoughts on Microsoft giving people the option to finance their consoles? And do you think Sony will follow suit? I don't want to definitively say that Sony will follow Microsoft in terms of giving people the option to finance their consoles. But I, what I will say is I wouldn't be surprised. That being said, I'm glad you, you actually asked this question because this is something that I've mentioned on stream. But like I said, you guys don't always come through to the streams. Listen, this is probably going to be an unpopular opinion, but the reality is. If you cannot afford an Xbox Series X or the PS5, you shouldn't buy it. It's really that simple. And what I mean by afford is if you can't afford if you can't afford to buy it two or three times over, you don't need to buy one. Uh, I I don't I honestly like I get Microsoft I, I get what Microsoft is doing with this. They're trying to make as much money as possible, especially especially in COVID. Um, but the reality is gaming is not a poor man's hobby games cost $60 plus if you're on console you got to pay for the online PCs can be a decent one is a thousand plus um, the reality is is like you have to ask yourself if you need to finance because I don't know if y'all know uh, for those you're unaware I don't think I talked about this earlier uh, the Xbox at least the the so they're doing two variations they're doing the Xbox Series X and then there's the Xbox Series S I think that's what it's called and the xbox series x the s the xsx that one will do 4k 60 the xbox series the god damn this shit is confusing do you see this is listen if there's any marketing majors in my fucking chat do you see how important marketing is like proper marketing this shit is stupid call it the fucking xbox 720 or something bruh this shit is confused all right so like like remember like the wii and the wii u People used to always be like, what's the difference? This is why marketing is important. First of all, it's a tongue twister and it's fucking confusing trying to, and, and this is my job. This is my job, okay? And it's confusing to me. It sucks. Microsoft, your branding sucks. They should have called it the, the Xbox 720 or the Xbox 2 or something. So there's brand, there's brand familiarity, but then also awareness that this is a new product. This shit is fucking confusing. So there's going to be two variations of the next gen Xbox, right? The high-end one, the more expensive one that they haven't, I think they said it's $500. That one's going to do 4K 60. The lower end one doesn't come with a disk drive. Uh, and it can only do 1440p up to 120 frames, I think. Uh, and that one will be $300, which I think is smart that they did that. 
because most you niggas don't even have 4k tv so and most of you have never even seen 1440p which it looks great uh so i, I think most co console people will be satisfied with that if you're on a budget but the reality is if you can't afford a 300 dollars console twice 600 dollars uh three times 900 dollars you, you don't need one you need to ask yourself like damn i'm really putting a, a video game console on layaway what are you doing with your life you, like this is the shit i'd be talking about about niggas who ride the bus with expensive watches so they know what time the fucking the, the bus comes like bro you can wait also another reason like i can justify buying a next gen console for myself because this is my business it's also a tax write-off uh so this is how i grow my business and it's also a tax write-off but you guys i would say wait a few months wait a few months because the thing about the thing about next gen consoles is the first iteration the first wave of next gen consoles they usually have tech issues you remember the red ring of death with the xbox 360 millions of xboxes had to be sent back you remember people people love to rag on xbox for the red ring of death i remember the yellow ring of death with the ps3 mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i remember the ps4 was having problems with like shutting down and turning back on um so the thing is like you're a guinea pig when you buy a first generation next gen console you always want to pick up like a second gen or a third gen of a new product because then they work out the kinks so let me be the guinea pig unless you just absolutely have to have it uh but just make sure you got the money if you have to find but bare minimum if you have to finance a console you don't need to buy this shit bro you need you need you need to update your job resume that's what you need to do uh especially with covid going on like save your fucking money let me be a guinea pig for you and i'll tell you what the fuck is going on so that way you can get a second or a third gen console because the reality is if i buy this next gen console or the next gen xbox or the ps5 and the shit breaks down on me i can just get another one uh that's not the case for everybody and you're asking me i'm not specifically talking about you but there are people out there excited about this finance uh situation and the reality is if you finance a next gen xbox and that shit breaks down on you you're gonna be very upset so let people wait you know, so if you if you if you if you can be an adult show some restraint you don't got to be there day one because the reality is we don't even know what the launch titles are you don't got to be there day one let people be experiment let let people be guinea pigs for you um that's what i would say that's what i say that rant was all over the fucking place yeah Shit, this podcast is great rated five stars man uh <laughs> so they're saying this covid stuff might last all the way through 2021 if the world doesn't get its stuff together i hope for the best but i am prepared for the worst the worst case scenario is you're gonna have a lot of free time on your hands for the coming months so why not pick up some new tools to implement into your repertoire that's why today's sponsor is skillshare skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of inspiring classes for creative and curious people explore new skills deepen existing passions and get lost in creativity see tech is my thing so it's not hard to find quality courses on such things as photography editing and audio and more and one of the courses i've been checking out recently is called ipad illustration by robert jenneret i apologize if i butchered your last name i'm trying to brush up on my drawing skills plus for being honest here tablets are one of the most useless pieces of tech ever invented so it's nice to finally find something to use mine for what i love is the courses are well produced and they're broken down into bite sizes there's 11 parts and there's not even one part that's longer than eight minutes see skillshare has classes to fit your schedule and your skill level members get unlimited access to thousands of inspiring classes with hands-on projects from a community of millions and since they're a sponsor of the show you can explore your creativity and get two free months of premium membership at Skillshare.com slash Hokage. That's two whole months of unlimited access to thousands of free, high-quality classes 
at Skillshare.com slash Okage. That's two free months of unlimited access and thousands of classes. Just head on over to Skillshare.com slash Okage. Just because everyone is social distancing doesn't mean you should let good hygiene habits go. Actually, you should do the opposite. Take all this extra free time you have and invest in yourself. When you level up and you're finally unleashed to the world, trust me, they'll take notice. And thanks to today's sponsor, Hawthorne, you don't need to be an expert in this field to make plays. Hawthorne is a men's hygiene brand with simplicity in mind. No need to aimlessly wander through your local stores or read a million online reviews just to figure out what's suitable for you. Just use Hawthorne. Everything they do is suited towards you. Simply fill out their two-minute quiz on their website, and based off your answers, they'll suggest the best products for you. One of my favorite products from them is their body wash. Not only does it leave me feeling clean and smelling like peppermint, but it's tailored for my sensitive skin so I'm not feeling like limestone after a shower. Don't sleep on Hawthorne's cologne either. They, they come in a set of two, one for work and another for play, so you get more value there than other brands. But the best part is Hawthorne's experience is risk-free. They provide free shipping returns if you're not satisfied, which I highly doubt will happen. And since Hawthorne is a sponsor of the show, be sure to head on over to Hawthorne.co, and that's Hawthorne with an E, and use promo code Hokage at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase. I repeat, head on over to Hawthorne.co and use code Hokage to get 10% off your first purchase at Hawthorne.co. Just remember to use code Hokage and you'll get 10% off that first purchase. Uh, so the next question, it comes from Jake. And he asked, do you think the loss slash decline of gaming conferences like E3 will ultimately help or hurt the gaming community as a whole? Um, I don't, this is weird. I don't know if it'll help. I'll say the gaming community will be fine. I mean, I'm going to be honest. Uh, and this is something that I'm trying to implement more into my content strategy, trying to be on top of the calendar of events and things that are going on uh so everything's moving digital right you got the nintendo direct people love we we, we clown nintendo but nintendo was ahead of their time you got a nintendo direct you got the sony state of the play um microsoft just did something recently um then you had the games Summerfest, where they did all them game reveals and stuff like that so if you're asking me will it help e uh like i don't think we need e3 i think the internet has shown it and what i was trying to say is like i've noticed whenever i streamed events because the ubisoft forward event was yesterday the Ubisoft, uh, Ubisoft did a press conference where they revealed a bunch of different games. Um, and like every time I do an event, like every time. So for those of you who don't come through to the Twitch streams, if I'm playing a random single player game um, and it's not it doesn't have a ton of hype like Cyberpunk, uh, like let's say like Samurai Jack, I, I stream that. If I play like a random single player game like that, I say I average like 800 concurrent viewers on average. Now, if I'm playing a um, a single player game that gets like a lot of views, no, if, if I'm playing like a popular game, then then we get into the thousands and stuff like that. Uh, and there's there's and there's been times where I've hit like twelve thousand and shit like that. But the point I'm trying to make is that um, I lost my train of thought. That's the point I'm trying to make. This podcast is awful. I take that back. Rate this five stars twice. Uh, <laughs> um, what was I saying? Um, oh events the point i'm trying to make is like whenever i stream events like when i stream events they do better than when i stream some games uh every there's never been a time where i where i didn't where i streamed an event and i didn't have at least like 1200 plus people in there uh when i streamed um there was something from the games fest this summer what event was that i don't remember there was some big press press conference i had 4000 people watching me uh oh 
it was the Sony reveal when they revealed the PlayStation 5 a few months ago. I streamed that. I had 4,000 people in my chat. Uh, the other day, I streamed Ubisoft Ford's event. I had 1,600 people in my chat watching me watch that, just reacting with me. Um, and then I want to do the Apple event. So yeah, I'm trying to implement that. If, if you want a piece of advice for content creation, consider implementing a press conference, digital press conferences into your content. You don't have to necessarily chop up like a highlight video for YouTube, but like just streaming it, people really seem to like to watch events with other people. Um, so it is what it is. Uh, so I don't, I don't think that it'll hurt. I think it'll help the growth because everybody's already at home. Everybody's already got internet. Um, it doesn't feel like some exclusive thing. Like E3 was like an exclusive thing. Like you had to be a, a member of the media to get in. Um, and your website had to be doing really good and you had to have connections. Um, and then they opened it up to everybody and it became dog shit. Uh, so I think, I think, I guess you can say it'll help. It'll help. The numbers show that it will. Um, all right. I'm done with the gaming side of the podcast. Uh, I'm going to move into the questions section where we talk more kind of just like about life, the general questions and stuff. And before we get into it, I always like to give a disclaimer for anybody who's new here. What I'm about to say is just me answering questions. Okay. This is a disclaimer. Um, people come to me and they ask me questions and I try to answer them to the best of my ability. Whatever that I say is not law. I don't think I'm God. I don't think because I know there are content creators out there that think their word is law. That is not me. People ask me questions. I try to answer them to the best of my ability. But you can do whatever the fuck you want with this information, to be honest. Um, that being said, let's get into it. Follow me on Twitter, by the way, Mr. Underscore. I keep it real. Ooh, let me show it on the screen real quick. You know, that's my Twitter, yo. Y'all see that? Y'all see that? Y'all see that? Isn't he handsome? You better guard your auntie. I'm coming, bro. I'm coming for it. First question comes from Kojo. And he asked, one of your uh, one of your fitness goals was to stay mobile and healthy for longevity. Do you see yourself getting into yoga or animal flow training in the future once COVID ends? I have no clue what the fuck animal. I honestly, I, I'm stupid. I should have Googled this. What the fuck is that? Animal flow training. What is that? I do circuit training, but what the, and like, I'm like, I know a lot about fitness. What is this? uh animal flow movement for everybody what the fuck is this this is some hippie shit let me let me let me turn that about him this bit yeah this is like some hippie shit this is like pilates or something what is this nigga doing mama say mama say mama say that's what he looks like he's doing a little dance this looks like a form of like pilates or like yoga or something like that i've actually never heard of animal flow this nigga's break dancing is he doing capo capoeira is that, that's what that shit is called, right? That Eddie used to do in Tekken. This thing is doing capoeira. Oh my god. Nah, I'm good off the animal flow. Um, but I have considered yoga. My flexibility is trash. I need to improve it. Um, but like, I don't even know where to start. Like, I think I would have to enlist in a class. Like, I would need help with that because my flexibility is definitely trash. So I'm de I definitely consider. It. I'm not one of those dudes that like thinks that like yoga is for women or some shit like that. It's been proven that it's really good to implement. Uh, to improve your mobility and shit like that because my hips sometimes they be they be mad stiff my shoulders is always stiff like i'm i'm definitely a man that walks with a burden on his shoulders like i literally can physically feel it uh and it would be nice to release that tension because right now i'm not having sex i don't have any other way to release the tension um <laughs> yo shout out to daniel whatever his name is in the nba impl uh importing that covid coochie into the nba bubble did y'all hear that story <laughs> That's not even on my fucking show notes. What was his name, bro? Daniel House or some shit like that. Um, 
For those of you unaware, that was an NBA player. He got kicked out of the NBA bubble. So for those of you who don't even watch basketball, right? So the NBA playoffs is going on, going on right now, and it's going on in Orlando, actually, where I'm at. I wish I could go, but I don't, you know, can't. Um, and that being said, uh, they, they're they, they're keeping the NBA players in a bubble, uh, a containment zone. They all play in the same area or whatever, and nobody comes in, nobody goes out. So they COVID. Everybody got tested before going in. And it was supposed to be COVID free. This nigga, this nigga Daniel. He needed, he was just so deprived of pussy. He fucking, he called Shorty up and, and, and snuck her into the fucking uh, houses, the housing complexes, wherever they stay at. And, and the COVID bubble, um, and apparently, I guess she had like COVID or something like that. So they kicked him out. Uh, and I, I think that story is hilarious because it's like, yo, like you motherfuckers really don't get it. Like you're so blessed you're so blessed you make millions of dollars to dribble a basketball and put it in a hoop millions and the playoffs will be over in like a month okay not even a month like a few weeks because we're we're in the eastern conference finals and then we're going to the west like it's almost over dude you couldn't wait a few more weeks you needed pussy that bad you were willing to jeopardize the league your peers your family you should this is why this is what i'd be talking about we've reached the state of um society where like it's it's we're so pc we don't shame anybody anymore we need to do it shame we need that bell shame 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 that's what they should have did to him bro look at this african-american coming over here for the covid coochie they should have made they should have lined every NBA player up in a soul train line and make and the coaches too and all the staff that he endangered so he can look them all in the eye because those people have families. Okay. And he should have made them walk down the soul train line and everybody ring the bell and shout, shame, 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 shame. And now his dumb ass sitting at home. Like, damn, I did that all for some pussy. Nigga took the blue pill. Anyways, um, what were we talking about? Um, next question. We're in the question section. Um, it comes from Modern Animator, and but yeah, yeah, I, I am interested in yoga, by the way, Kojo. Uh, the, <laughs> yeah, this nigga asked me about. Yo, this nigga asked me about. I feel bad. He asked me about yoga, and I started talking about COVID Kuji. Shout out to me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So the next question comes from Modern Animator, and he says. Um, question but could be a topic also i noticed the audio in your podcast is pretty amazing uh for a podcast and gaming live streams i was wondering if there was any settings you would suggest looking into for gaming commentaries outside of noise reduction settings currently i'm using audacity uh i do not use audacity uh so fun fact uh not only do i live stream with obs studio i actually record all my audio including the podcast this podcast the gi podcast uh, if I'm doing a video like so like the video I dropped the other day uh, on YouTube Let me bring that up so I can promote myself real quick and get some views and likes um, The video I dropped the other day uh, previewing the new Ubisoft game Immortals Phoenix Rising I recorded the audio through OBS I record everything through OBS now because like I found settings that work this video right here uh, Well, actually everything has been recorded through OBS um, But anyways yeah obs is a very underrated underutilized tool by most content creators and it's because they don't take the time to actually learn how to do anything they just get their stream key and go live um so the settings that i can give for you is uh let's see let me go into my settings can i bring this up on the screen 
We'll see. It might, we might end up getting into a little bit of inception. We will. If you're watching the video version, I apologize, but he wants to see the settings, so we're gonna give it to him, right? All right, so on my microphone, here's where my microphone is. You click the gear icon, and then you go to a pop-up menu will pop up. You go to filters. Uh, I use the noise gate filter, noise suppression, and um, a compressor. So what noise gate does is, can y'all see this? Here we go. What noise gate does is um, your microphone will only pick up a certain level of volume. So like, let's say there's someone um, talking in the background, like they will not even be able to hear them whatsoever. Uh, it'll only hear what's basically right next to the microphone. So it's really good noise suppression. Um, and uh, noise suppression, the difference is what this does is this gets rid of like ambient noise in your room, right? So this one does, this gets rid of background noise, like people in the background and watching TV or something like this. This gets rid of like, you know how like if you turn everything off, including the TV and you like you hear like you'll hear like crickets or like random like noises because, you know, the earth is moving and shit like that. That gets rid of like the smaller kind of more intricate things. Um, oh, by the way, here's the settings. My bad. This is what I use. Uh, so what uh, I play around with the settings and see what works for you. That's what I would say. Uh, and then noise suppression. I just left it on default negative 30 dB. Uh, and then last but not least, compressor. This is one setting that I know most people do not utilize and know who use OBS. This is good for live streaming, using YouTube videos, whatever. Um, what compression does is, so there's this thing with microphones, it's called peaking, right? You should be able to see it when, uh, you see how my, like, you see how my meter stays in the green right there? Um, that's due to the compressor. Sometimes it goes into the yellow and that's because I let it. Um, what the compressor does is it squishes down your audio signal, right? So what peaking or clipping is, is when you speak really loudly, like you yell or you scream or you laugh really loudly, your, your, your microphone meter, it goes into the red and that's when you get that distorted audio and it sounds all ass and shit. What a compressor does is it squishes down your voice actively while you're talking so that you never even touch the red. Um, and the settings that I use is, you see this ratio right here two to five uh, threshold you this is but people who can explain this better you can watch it on YouTube because I learned all this stuff on YouTube to be honest like anything else um, but th yeah these are the settings that I use I would say toggle around with it and see what works for you but those are the three settings that I use for audio and that's why my stuff sounds so clear I also do some post um, some post stuff in, in Final Cut Pro when I'm editing to I use a, I use limiter uh, I put limiter on my voice when I open it up in Final Cut Pro and that basically what limiter does is there are certain parts of your audio signal that will be lower than other ones. Uh, what limiter does is bring up that that higher, that lower audio to the higher so it matches and it makes the audio more even all around. It's not 100% perfect, but it makes it a whole lot better. So look up uh, how to use a limiter in your, in, in your audio editor because that shit definitely helps too. And then those are my OBS settings. And if you're wondering how I how I um how I use the audio from OBS in a, in a video editor. I just record the video and then I open it up in Final Cut. And when you're in Final Cut, you right click, you drag it to the timeline, you right click it and you extract the audio. And there you have your podcast audio. So like that's how that that's all I'm doing. That's all. It's, it's not hard. Work smarter, not harder. You're welcome. Um, the next question comes from this swig of water that I'm about to say. <laughs> My mouth is dry. No, but seriously. 
the next wiggle up uh, the next wiggle water uh the next question comes from lame ass <laughs> and he says as someone who calls the dmv home what makes it special to you having grown up in maryland i feel like living in the dmv has provided me with a better broader outlook on life and how i see myself love everything you do keep grinding i appreciate the words uh of course i live in orlando now but for those of you unaware i was raised in the dmv if you don't know what the dmv is it stands for dc maryland virginia it's basically the it's what, what we call the dc metropolitan area uh and that can be confusing for people who are not from the area but like i would always tell people like look if you can't catch the metro like the train you're not from the dmv uh because like baltimore niggas like love the clint like no you're from baltimore okay uh if you like i say if you can't catch the train and i'm talking about the subway because in dc they have a whole subway system just like uh new york except for the difference is not full of rats and roaches it's actually the cleanest subway system in america uh it's funny too because every time i people would come to visit they'd be like yo y'all subways are mad clean yeah yeah it's like new york but actually nice uh, <laughs> uh so what uh what made it special to me and like what i mean a lot of amazing talent came out the dmv kevin durant fucking dave Chappelle, fucking lord yo hold up let's see dc celebrities doo -doo 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 -doo. let's bring it up uh list of people from watching i think martin lawrence is from dc nigga i am sandra bullock like look at this shit louis ck fucking uh regina hall regina hall oh shit <laughs> taraji oh i forgot taraji p henson samuel jackson like the list goes like it's a lot low-key like dc is a very set the dmv is a very slept on of course most niggas gonna be like oh wale like no wale's dope uh but like most people be surprised a lot of talent comes out of the dmv and one of the reasons is uh why it's special to me um it's a melting pot it's a lot a lot of different like races ethnicities and shit uh, i grew up around a lot of black people um a lot of salvadorians mexicans ethiopians i love ethiopian food boy like that's something i do miss that now that i'm in orlando there's not really like a lot of africans down here at least from what i've seen uh but there's a lot of ethiopians like nigerians and shit like that. There's a lot of a lot of um vietnamese and chinese people like there's a lot of different like it's a big melting pot in the dmv and like the, that's one thing that like down south i don't like down south is very mayonnaise it's very black and white um and that shit is just kind of eh to me it's kind of eh uh, so yeah, I miss the food and stuff like that. But that being said, how did it influence me? Um, the way it influenced me is, um, for those of you unaware, and this, feel free to look this up. Uh, the DMV, the DC area, uh, has the highest medium income average for African-Americans in the United States. And for slow niggas, what that means is there's the, you will find you would think it's actually atlanta but it's actually dmv the greatest amount of wealth black wealth is actually in the dmv uh specifically pg county it's a lot of middle class black people that live there like black neighborhoods that are not ghettos they are black neighborhoods with people who own houses and have money and that could be a little tricky because if you've been on the internet and you've heard about like about like pg county it can be rough too like it's just like anything else it has good and it has bad sides because trust me i lived in one of the rough sides bro um but yeah, most people don't know that uh, the DMV has the highest average medium income for African-Americans in the United States. It's not Atlanta. Uh, so and we also have Howard. Uh, in my opinion, the two strong the, the two strongholds for black people in America is Atlanta and D.C., uh, although they trying to gentrify that shit. That's why I had to get out. 
Uh, <laughs> so how did it influence me? Just seeing that, basically seeing a lot of black homeowners, that that definitely influenced me. Um, that's something I always noticed. Um, there's black people hold political power in DC. Um, just seeing black men and women in suits and shit doing important things, owning businesses, um, that influenced me. Um, I think um, like it's always disappointing to hear this this false narrative pushed upon black men about like certain stereotypes and how negative we are and it's like it just it, it really comes down to where you're from because like I'm not, i don't want to say where my girl's from but let's just say she's from a city that's a polar opposite of dc uh and she's from a city where niggas is known for finessing you know fronting stunting and shit like that just dumb shit versus i'm from an area where like values and morals and that's not to say because dc niggas do be on that bullshit there are certain parts of town that you cannot go to you will get wet up but that being said there was always a contrast there was good and there was bad and just being able to see that that influenced me i think um and knowing that i could do things because i actually saw it but if you grew up in areas where you didn't see it i can understand why you don't believe it uh it's just a shame that false narratives are pushed upon people because they have such a limited scope instead of saying that that's just my personal experience because the reality is uh and it's funny too this is something that like i've been talking about but kevin samuels this is somebody i shouted out the other day he was talking about it in a stream last night um just like when you have like one or two bad experiences with somebody and you start spouting shit like it it hurts the image and whether or not you realize it men matter like especially specifically black men especially if you want to be with a black man uh yeah that's a that's a whole different topic right that's a whole different topic we're not gonna get that deep though we're not gonna get that deep so just seeing success just knowing just being surrounded by talent that influenced me uh just positive vibes i mean we have they got howard and like everybody look hbcus are all across america but most of you could not name like i i went to uapb in arkansas most of you never heard of that school you don't know what the fuck that is. i'm gonna be honest i never heard of that school i only went because my parents went there and my grandparents went there my grandparents went there they fell in love and then my parents met there and they fell in love so it was like it was like you know it was forced upon me it's like it's family tradition you have to go to uapb so you can get your education and you can find love i didn't get either uh, <laughs> uh that being said that being said like i said most people have never heard of that school um but i regardless regardless if you go to a pwi or an hbcu everybody's heard of howard everybody knows howard university uh it is the it is and maybe tuskegee um it is uh i think that was one uh it is like the the pinnacle in terms of hbcus and a lot of talented a lot of educated people came out of there so like by by nature because howard's there it attracts higher quality higher uh higher vibrating black people so uh what's the name my you know you might have to move it just just know that it's mad expensive now though because uh it's getting gingerfied people are seeing the value in it and black people are getting mushed mushed they're getting pushed out and more into pg county maryland that's kind of one of the reasons that i actually left the dmv as much as i love where i'm from it's just too expensive like the place the place that i have is nice the place that i have is nice i pay 1400 dollars a month uh and this is luxury by the way like you can get a decent spot in orlando for like 800 to like a thousand i got a luxury spot fourteen hundred dollars a month i got a pool a gym inside actually you know what i don't have anything in my place because you niggas is trying to find out where i live i don't have anything i live in the hood um but anyways 
<laughs> I live in the hood. I live in the hood. Don't worry about it. I live in Crime Hills. That's like a neighborhood I keep hearing about in, in Orlando. Crime Hills. That's where I live, guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's one of the reasons that I left, though. But the point I was trying to make is like just to kind of give you a difference in terms of pricing. Uh, where I live, most people down south would probably say it's expensive, but it's not to me because of where I'm from um, and the money that I make. Um, something comparable to what I have right now uh, in D.C., like it would start at probably like twenty two hundred and I'm paying fourteen hundred and that would be twenty two hundred without lights, without without electricity and water. It would have no pool. It would have no gym in it and shit like that. Um I was like, yeah, it's, it's one of those things. It's like it gets to the point where it's like, you can't hug the block, you can't love where you from that damn much. It's like I, I, I rather it's more important for me to make my my dollar stretch because if you make your dollar stretch, you can save more, and then you know when this COVID shit's over, you can travel or do whatever you want, invest in whatever you want. Like that's as important. Um, one of the best pieces of advice that I had, I know this has nothing to do with the topic. I forgot what video it, uh, it, I was watching, but one of the best pieces of advice I heard, uh, it was like, if you don't like your situation, just move. Like, I understand that it, it can be hard or whatever, and but it's not supposed to be easy. Just fucking move. Um, it's just too expensive to me. So I got I picked my shit up and left. Uh, quick and planning and improve your situation. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I've been making more money since I since I actually left the DMV. It hasn't even nothing to even do with it. Like, not only is my cost of living down because rent is cheaper and food is cheaper and everything else is down south, but like I've been making more money than ever. Like, it just just me moving improved my mood. Like, just being in the sunshine state. Uh, people are crazy here, that, but you know I stay away from the bullshit because I'm tucked in the corner. But just constantly seeing the sun it gives me a more positive vibe being around different types of people and stuff like that just yo stop hugging your stop hugging your block stop being a little pussy you know our family's always lived in chicago like who gives a fuck bro go do what you it's your listen bro your parents is like what 50 60 70 who knows your parents is up there and you like in your 20s or 30s uh it's gonna come a point where your parents die and you're going to be very upset when you're 40 years old and your parents die. You're 45, your parents die, and you never left your block because that's what we always do. We always live in Chicago. We always lived in Indiana. We always lived in New York. Go live where the fuck. It's your life, bro. You be the lead. That's the kind of the stuff I be talking about um, in one other podcast when people misconstrue the concept of being a leader. Everybody thinks of a leader on more of a global scale. In terms of being a leader like oh i own a record company or i'm the ceo of this company and it's like no you can be the leader of your family you can be the first one to go to school you can be the first one to move out of your fucking city and go do something else with your life because the reality is there are no jobs in cleveland stop fucking complaining and move to a city where there are jobs then you're going to improve your life and everybody's going to see it and guess what you're going to influence your brothers and sisters and your cousins and all this stuff and i just went on an entire different tangent the point I'm trying to make to you is don't underestimate, uh, don't underestimate the value of moving. It is what it is. Um, one of the biggest moves that are going on right now in America is in Texas. A lot of people from LA, there's like a mass, there's like a mass exodus, especially with COVID. It was happening before COVID, but it hit even harder. Like I was, I was watching videos of them saying that like they're actually struggling. Renters are actually struggling to find new tenants to, um, live in their buildings in their apartments in la because there's a mass exodus in la as well as new york i watched the video about that too it's happening in new york a lot of people are leaving new york uh and they're going to texas um florida um and some like other southern states for the same reason i just told you you can stretch your dollar um a hundred thousand dollars in new york that's poverty 
uh, down south you live you can live very you can look like a rich you can live damn near like a rich man um so well i don't even know what i'm talking about yo rate this shit five stars <laughs> i have a really bad habit of going on fucking tangents dog rate this shit five stars bitch um anyways the next question it comes from two black soap and he asks uh i noticed streamers with bigger audiences like you and bees uh he's talking about saving the bees shout out to saving the bees uh stream consistently with a lot of audience interaction how do i do that when i have such a small audience this is a quick one we're not gonna go too crazy into depth with this if you don't have an audience so i think one of the biggest problems with like twitch is people don't understand that there's no way to grow on twitch and twitch doesn't give a fuck twitch will always cater to the top content creators they get all the brand deals all the promotion all that stuff and rightfully so they put in the work uh if you subscribe to the ideology that you should get a sponsorship or a brand deal or you should get promoted just because you exist you're a fucking communist uh and i know that sounds really funny but that's literally what it is everybody's equal no you you're not equal and i'm not specifically talking about you black soap i'm just talking about people in general uh you're a fucking communist that's literally what it is you're a socialist uh no we live in a land of at least if you're american we live in a country where it's all about being competitive and it's you got to shut the fuck up and compete doc um there's really no way to grow on twitch uh i don't know if one day they'll fix that having some type of algorithm they do have a recommended section but that's still kind of really random it's just their algorithm is not as good as youtube the only way to really grow on twitch is to implement your content elsewhere twitch youtube not even twitch youtube twitter instagram posting clips posting highlight videos um and let the algorithm you know seep into your content and you'll pick up viewers i mean i feel like i'm repeating myself we've done this like a million times uh the only people who seem to not get it is twitch streamers uh i did not start on i did not start out on twitch i don't know what it means to have zero viewers i brought my audience over from youtube uh and these days i focus more on twitch but i only focus more on twitch because i get more love over there i get more opportunities uh, and i think my personality shows shines better in a more freestyle and more um a more uh what's that form of comedy called where they freestyle this shit? uh i can't think it's, you're probably listening to this podcast like screaming uh with it was like wilding out you know what i'm talking about i'm just i'm just good at being off the top of the head and like quick-witted um and I think people get a better gauge for personality. But in order to actually grow in your sleep, you're gonna have to put it on other social media platforms. That's the only thing I can tell you. You're gonna have to come up with a content strategy for outside of Twitch. Otherwise, you can struggle with the rest of them. Uh, next question comes from TCG, and he asks, do you think you're ever going to make music again? Like when you did the song Hitter or even the parody songs? Um, if I ever, I don't wanna say like definitively no, but I'm gonna be honest, like my interest level for making a song is at zero um i don't want to say never say never because a wise man named justin bieber said never say never uh but that being said i don't really see myself making another song anytime soon and reason being is i have absolutely zero interest in doing that shit like first of all there's like a few rap songs like parody songs that i've done um and i just did it for fun like someone asked me to do it and i hopped on it and i did it for fun but like never in my life did i ever want to be an artist and uh you should never do you should at least when it comes to content creation whatever it is movies music youtube whatever you should never create content without knowing why that's why a lot of people fuck up uh you don't have a reason why if your only reason why to do something is to get rich once you get rich you'll lose the passion that's literally what happened with 50 cent although he peeled off with he peeled off and started making movies and television though so it seems like he has more of a passion for that but he literally got rich and stopped trying <laughs> at least when it came to the music shit and probably his only reason 
I mean, his we know why his reason for doing music was. He probably didn't. He had a passion for music, but it wasn't that passion. It was literally in the title of his album, "Get Rich or Die Trying." He he got rich, and then he stopped trying. Like jokes aside, uh, I create content because I generally like helping people, and I like making people laugh. That's why I never get upset or hurt when people talk about like. Oh, this dude's trash. His channel don't grow. He don't get this number of views. This it's because I genuinely like what I do. Like people can say whatever they want about me, but how many of you niggas know that somebody? I've been in the game for thirteen years. Thirteen years. I opened my first YouTube channel in two thousand seven. I was seventeen years old, and I grew that channel, Cornelius 08, to sixty thousand subscribers before I opened my gaming channel with NWN in two thousand twelve. Um, who do you know? I, <laughs> that's why y'all like high key i think it's really funny people talk shit to me i'm like yo i'm a legend in two games like i'm Wee kirkland like whatever bro like uh and but the point i'm trying to make is the the only way and like by the way i've been doing it for 13 years and i've been doing it full-time for seven years i've almost been a full-time full-time content creator for 10 years most of these people don't even last a year or two uh, and I've been doing it very low key because I don't boast about this shit unless you listen to my podcast, which is worth five stars, by the way. But the point I'm trying to make to you is the only way you can survive this long is if you got to love what you do. And I love what I, I like genuinely entertaining people. Yes, I have my days where I get irritated, but I would hope that it comes across that I like helping people and I like making people laugh. Um, and I have no passion for making music. Like, it's just, it's one of those things that's like, yo, you trying to hop in the stew, bro? Man, fuck it. Like, just do it for fun, like every once in a while. But I don't. Uh-uh, I'm not trying to become no artist and shit. That's Anon's list. Go listen to Anon's music, bro. I was on one of his songs. You know what I'm saying? I was always going to bust down when they see the bust down. <laughs> that song was really good. Anyways, uh, <laughs> hopefully that answers your question. The next one comes from Silence, and he asks, This might be a weird one, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Uh, I noticed you say a lot of people lack father figures. Would you rec- What would you recommend they do to make up for this lack of masculinity? Um... First and foremost, there are a lack of a lot of black men uh, lack father figures growing up for a multitude of reasons, which is a whole different conversation. But long story short, that has a lot to do with the government. It has nothing to do with like there's a false narrative not to get too deep. Uh, you can look this up, by the way. You can Google this. There's a false narrative that's been pushed upon black men that they're not good fathers. When st- it's actually statistically proven that black men spend more time with their kids than anybody else. Um, but the government created incentives for the black man not to be in the house and then it kind of broke up then crack hit and all yo 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 i'm really with the shits nigga listen uh i'm not trying to get on all that but it is what it is there are a lot of black men that don't have fathers uh hold up i dropped my damn camera lens my bad i dropped my camera lens uh so but that doesn't change the fact that there are a lot of men that don't have father figures specifically black men um what can you do to to improve your masculinity First and foremost is stop hanging out with women. Uh, ain't no way you're gonna become more masculine hanging out with women. Sorry. Uh, like, I hope I don't come across as a woman hater because I, I definitely respect women and all that other shit. But like, there's no way you can you can find your masculine frame hanging out with women. And like, I understand a lot of you were raised by your mother, and that's cool. But once you hit 18, it's time for you to leave the nest and go hang out with men. Um, I'm sorry, your mother, your mother provided a house over your head and some food and some clothes, but she can never, never teach you how to be a man. Uh, nope. She can never teach that. Um, and that's like, even if you don't have a father figure, you need to enter into a mentorship program 
um uh, you, need, you need to ask like maybe hang out more with your uncles or like your older cousins and stuff like that you need to be around more men an example i can give you because i'd be clowning people in the twitch chat but i'd be dead ass serious like it dead ass be showing that like y'all don't have any men in your life and some of that might be that there's not a man in the house but some of that it, there gets to a certain point where like certain things fall on you right like one of the things i can think of is like i see people on twitter like twitch streamers are weird as shit i see twitch streamers on twitter all the time Oh man, I'm so traumatized. I got bullied when I was a fucking kid. This nigga is 35 years old. You're 38 years old, crying on Twitter about the time you got shoved in your locker when you were 14. At what point, I understand that's traumatic, but at what point do you hold yourself accountable and go seek therapy? Uh, and the same thing kind of applies to like black men. I'm speaking to black men now. It gets to a point where it's like, when are you going to leave the nest, seek some type of therapy, or surround yourself with more men you will never become more masculine hanging around women and the example i can give is like just the other day when i was live streaming shit was corny that shit kind of rubbed me the wrong way it was actually during the ubisoft event um tony parker was on the screen i think they were tony parker was promoting some ubisoft game on the live stream on the ubisoft forward event and somebody in my chat had said um it was like oh wow tony parker and then just out of the blue he was like man i can't believe he got with ava what was her name ava what she bad Tony Parker wife. I don't think they're together anymore. Uh, Ava. Ava. Ava Longoria. Yay. Uh, when he used to be with Ava Longoria. He's like, I can't believe he got what. How he get that, bro? And I was like, it's like the record just got. <laughs> it's time for a lesson. Like, bro, you sound like a bitch. You sound feminine as fuck. That's feminine energy when dudes say that shit, bro. <laughs> like, you, 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 oh my God. It's like, it's like it, you pussy watching, right? Like Tony Parker is a high value man. He's an NBA legend, very talented, has a lot of money, very successful. When you are like, do, do not believe what women tell you on Twitter, bro. They be talking about, they won't date a short dude. They won't do this. They won't, if you don't look a certain type of way, I'm telling you, money and ambition is the, and if you funny too, is the great equalizer, bro. That's what that's what women really like. It really doesn't even come down to the money. It's ambition. They want men that can conquer, bro. And Tony Tony Parker is a conqueror. He conquered his world. He's a multi a multi champion in in the NBA. And this nigga's talking about how did he get Eva Longoria? It's like you're low key telling like, yo, he's not even that attractive. How did he fucking? How? First of all, that's not even for you up to up to you to judge. You sound weird as shit, dog. You sound, this is what I'd be talking about, like, low-key, like, a lot of heterosexual males are gayer than some of the gay dudes that I know, dog. Like, you sound, like, you sound gay. Like, he's not even attractive. How did he get Evie Longoria? It's because he's ambitious and you're not. You're typing on your keyboard, being a little pussy. That's feminine energy, bro. Stop hating and start relating. If you on your shit, you're going to attract with what you want. But because you're not, regardless if you on your shit or not, you will always attract what you want. Uh, what you are, at least. If you're a sad boy, guess what you're gonna attract. If you're a loser, guess what you're gonna attract. If you're a crip, guess what you're gonna attract. Bloods, but that's not the point. Um, the point I'm trying to make is <laughs> the point I'm trying to make is um, what, what was the point? Uh, just hang out around more men, do more manly shit, lift some weights, bro. That shit boosts your testosterone. Uh, you see my shit going, boy. That shit going. I'm the auntie slayer. I'm about to Photoshop my head on 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 the Buffy the, the Vampire Slayer wa wallpaper. I'm gonna put my head on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I'm gonna change the title to TBH to Auntie Slayer. Um, but yeah, hang out around more men. 
specifically successful men uh ask for like mentorships around your way and for businesses like go into like businesses and find the owner and be like hey can i shadow you and just like learn for free and shit like that uh if you ain't willing to learn like one of the one of the reasons one of the reasons uh why aaron Rodgers came out out the gate just as a great quarterback i don't know a lot of football football but i know aaron Rodgers is um is because he studied under um brett Favre. Then the, didn't he study under Brett Favre for like three to five years or something like that before he even touched the field as a starter? You gotta you gotta study the, all the great men in your life, and if you don't have any, you need to find them. But you need to make the effort to find them, right? You took the time to apply to the college that you wanted. You did all the research. You took the time and effort to find that job. I don't understand why y'all don't take the time and effort to invest in yourself. And there you go. Um, the next question comes from Pratt from New York, and he says. How did you get into investing? How did you get into investing in stocks? What's the best way to get into stocks and investing? Um, the way I got into investing is I listened to Siggy Guns podcast. There's a podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, all other major pl- podcast platforms. It's called the Money Talks Podcast by Siggy V. Money Talks Podcast by Siggy V. Money Talks Podcast by Siggy V. It's available to everybody on every major podcast platform. That's where I get all my tips and tricks from. Um, if you want early access to the episodes, subscribe to the Patreon, patreon.com slash GI updates. Uh, they drop the episodes early there. And then like weeks later, it drops to everybody for free, I believe. But if you want the info early, you, you want to be on top of the game, getting all the insider secrets, you should definitely subscribe to the Patreon at patreon.com slash GI updates. Matter of fact, let me go ahead and bring that up for y'all real quick. Patreon.com slash GI updates. If you're watching the video version. There you go. That's what the Patreon looks like. It's the $30 tier. Um, if you think if you think $30 is too much for valuable information like investing in stocks, then you don't need to be investing because you won't even invest $30 in yourself. Um, what was about to say. And then what I used to what I used to uh, invest, I use the Robinhood app. Honestly, I just like the interface. It's really simple and clean and gets to the point. Uh, but one day I might uh, move my shares over to like a more um, traditional broker like ebroker or something like that um but for now i just use the robin hood app uh, i heard weeble is a really good app too there's another one um but if you come through to the twitch streams at twitch.tv slash the black okage when i'm live if you type in the chat exclamation point stocks uh my bot will give you a link for my referral uh, it'll give you a referral link to uh robin hood and you'll get a free share in a company and i do too so we both get free money uh, and you know, it's really cool. Like I got, I got a free share in Facebook. I got two shares in T-Mobile. I got one in Apple. Like I've literally made hundreds of dollars for free. Uh, and you can too, if you use my referral app, I'm not trying to sell like a, uh, a pyramid scheme thing, but I'm being legit. It's real. It's real. Um, so free money. Uh, what was I about to say? And last but not least, uh, all my questionnaires comes from Brim. And he says, how do you juggle a full time? How you how do you juggle full-time work and still stay consistent with YouTube as a side hustle at the time, even on days when you was tired from work? Um, I just wanted it. You don't want it if you have to ask that question. You don't want it. And I don't mean that as an insult. You just haven't hit that point where you really want it. I just wanted it. I used to work. This is why, this is why I get on people. Uh, I don't feel bad for nobody. I, I For those of you unaware, I used to be a preschool teacher. And on average, I was working... 10 to 14 hour days with toddlers i was a preschool teacher okay had to teach them colors shapes while they're all running around the room acting crazy throwing up some some i've had parents that came in they brought their kid in they had fucking pink eye 
oh yeah we had to have a conversation oh yeah i <laughs> i in my opinion i had a very very hard job that's why i don't i don't even listen to people who be crying oh my my job is fucking pizza hut i gotta flip the dough like get the fuck out of here nigga like you try you try i've literally i've talked about this on a podcast i literally passed out at work one time because i was so overwhelmed uh if you've never if you if you've if you ever been around a toddler a two to three year old uh imagine being around 12 to 15 all at once and it's only one it's only you and another person in the room <laughs> anyways uh so yeah i used to work 10 to 14 hour days as a preschool teacher and then i was also working out too i would work out in the morning i used to catch two buses and two trains to work I would leave at five in the morning so I could make sure I was in the gym by seven. I was in the gym by seven. I was done. I had to clock in at 10. I was usually done by like nine, shower and go to work. Uh, I would use the, I would use the shower in the gym. I used to bring extra clothes with me. Like I was like, oh yeah, I want it. Oh yeah, I wanted this shit. Two buses and two trains, forward and back. I had to bring, and I brought extra clothes and I showered at the gym. Then I would go to work. I was already tired. Work a 10 to 14 hour day, depending on how much help they needed from me um dealing with fucking kids and don't forget the babies are fucking emotional uh having to be a father figure to a lot of them because a lot of their daddies wasn't there uh i was a preschool teacher for pentagon kids uh i worked on a military base and like their parents there a lot of their parents were diplomats and like high level high-ranking soldiers colonels and like generals and a lot of times their parents got sent, sent away on missions uh international missions they'd be gone for six months like a year and shit like that so a lot i played daddy to a lot of people trust me when i say i mean it was good in the long run because i feel like i'm I'm ready to be a father whenever whenever that does happen i'm not worried about it because i have so much experience with kids but that being said i'm just giving you an idea how hard i worked and i'm just letting you know you didn't want it you don't want it that's all it is you do not want it i think what inspired me if i can give you a little bit more in detail because i'm not trying to be insulting to you i'm just trying to be honest what inspired me is once a month and my job as a, as, a, as a preschool teacher, we used to have um, group meetings like uh, and like staff would, you know, the higher ups, the managers and shit. They would give uh, updates on what's expected, what's coming, blah, blah, blah. You know, just a big corporate meeting. We would have one every month and literally everybody in the building, all 200 plus employees had to show up. Um, and I was one of four dudes that used to work there. It was like 190 something women. The point I'm trying to make, though, is like I, there was one meeting that stood out to me one time where we were like everybody was low on supplies crayons legos paper paint and stuff like that and uh all the teachers would like stand up and they were yelling at like the general that was like the head of the base he came to hear everybody out they were complaining about how we didn't have enough supplies we weren't getting the proper assistance we need there were days like the day that i had passed out at my job uh that day one my coworker had called out um, and I had 15 kids by myself and I just got overwhelmed and passed out. Uh, so like people were complaining about being understaffed because that was true. Um, just a lot of different complaints. But the thing that stood out to me the most was there was like five, six, seven, eight people that stood out, older women. I, and like the story was all the same. I've been working here for 20 years and you have not given me a raise. I can't do this anymore. And they all did the same thing, right? Like just older, older women, older people just complaining about how they've been working here. Some had been 10 plus and then there were several that were 20 plus. And like I'm sitting around looking at this shit. I'm like, yo, you people sound crazy. And then I sit there and I thought about it, I'm like, yo, this really could be me because it was a comfortable job. It was a job that paid just enough to where like I could live comfortably. At least at the time, I thought that was comfortable. Now I'm comfortable. 
I think, what did I make? I made like 25 an hour, I think. I wasn't rich, but like, it was a decent paying job. It paid more than most jobs, I think. Um, and like, they were just complaining. I've been working here for 20 years and nobody's listening to me. We don't have enough supplies. I'm, I, I, don't, I haven't gotten a raise in 20. That was the one that stood out to me the most. You haven't gotten a raise in 20 years? What? Go get a new fucking job. Like people will be acting like, their job owns them and it's like you can leave at any if you feel like you're being undervalued you can leave at any point and just hearing like these older people's stories about how basically basically what they were screaming is they gave up on themselves i was like oh no i can't be like that no 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 so you know uh after work even though i was tired i was up to on average i'd say i was getting probably like two to three hours of sleep because remember i had to be up at five in the morning to in order to get to my job well no because i had to clock in at 10. i had to be up at five in the morning in order to get my workout in because i was way too tired after work so i would try to do it at the beginning of work so um yeah i would go home cook and i would just i'd record my videos and try to edit as fast as i could and I would schedule them for like the next day i was never sitting in a computer because i was always at work so like i would always i remember i scheduled them all the time at 5 p.m and then I would check my phone in the corner while I was at work. I wasn't supposed to be doing it. I didn't give a fuck. Uh, I was like, all right, the video went. The video went. Like, I was scheduled for this shit. Um, you got to put your... It's time management. You got to put yourself on it. Um, I was always tired. But I can say that it was worth it because... I mean, just to retell the story. Um, what was I saying? Oh, uh, I, I was working my job for like a good year... I was making enough money on YouTube. I wasn't even streaming on Twitch at the time. I was just doing YouTube, but I was making enough money off of YouTube to where I could have been quit my job, but I just didn't want to sit in the house all the time because the thing you got to understand is like, nigga, I'm a pioneer. Like this whole full-time content creator thing back when I first did it, that was like, niggas would look at you like you crazy. You say you're a full-time content creator on Twitter now, people people were just like, wow, he's doing it. And back when I first started, people were like, you're fucking stupid. You need to keep a job. And so like I was still going to work even though I was making enough money and I was just saving the money that I was making off of YouTube. But it got to a point where the government uh, started cutting my hours and they started cutting everybody's hours. And then they started letting people go. And the first people they let go were the trash people. I My, my room, fun fact, my room, we won best preschool room uh, two years in a row. Uh, I, was, I busted my ass. Um, but they were letting people go and I saw the writing on the wall. Um, even though I was a good employee, it doesn't matter. It's somebody else's company. Uh, and I was like, it's only a matter of time before they let me go. So I, I left before they let me go. I was like, I did the math in my head one day and I was like, all right, I'm out. Um, but I only had that option because I invested in myself and I chose to be tired and work through that bullshit. Um, if I would have just sat on my ass and just worked that job, I'd probably still be there to this day. Uh, well, actually, no, I might not because that, that furlough was happening with the government. Um, and uh i was about to say the further was happening with the government and i probably would have got let off and then i would have had no job and i would have been panicking to fucking pay my rent and shit like that but because i chose to the little bit the little bit of free time that i had because i chose to invest it in myself and work on content it gave me a way out and, and like it's crazy too right because I'm, I'm not i'm thinking about it to add more layers to the story uh i probably would still be in dc like struggling um but because i have money i literally can go wherever the fuck i want uh, and now I'm in Orlando and who knows in a couple of years, I might be somewhere else because uh, I like to travel. Uh, granted, the world returns to normal because niggas are not trying to get shit. Uh, but, you know, uh, ask yourself, why are you doing kind of what I was talking about earlier? Ask yourself, why are you doing it and why you think you're struggling? If the answer if you're if the answer 
if the answer to why you're creating content is you're just looking for a way out, you're just trying to make some money, uh, you're trying to be the next big thing, you probably ain't gonna make it. Uh, I, I genuinely, I started making YouTube videos just because I liked it. I was making, I was making YouTube videos when I, and when I was in high school, when I was 17. Uh, and then I was also making them when I was in college too. And I was making no money. Uh, I did not start making money on YouTube until I'm like, uh, 23, 24 or something like that. When I was working that job, like fresh out of college and shit. And still I wasn't making enough. So I didn't, I didn't quit till a certain age, but anyway. I'm rambling. Hopefully that helped. If it didn't, oh well. Anyways, uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, make sure to rate it five stars on Apple. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, I don't have anything else on my show notes. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Rate the show five stars. If you if you felt like if you felt like you picked up a gym, if you felt like I helped you or motivated you in any kind of way, please consider sending a donation my way. Uh, my cash app is dollar sign the Black Hokage 08. Uh, any amount to see fit, you know, a dollar, five, a hundred, whatever. I appreciate all donations. It helps me. Um, and as more, as I continue to grow and learn new things, I'm always going to share it with you. So hopefully I can add value to people's lives. Cause that's one of the reasons that I do things, right? Like I want to be able to add people, add value to my life. And I want to be add value to other people's lives, be useful to the group. Um, so send that fucking donation. Anyways, I'm gonna holler at y'all later. I'll see y'all guys on the next episode of Hokage Thoughts. Thoughts.